All right. Uh, let's see. How are we going to intro this? We're not going to scream. <laughs> you want to scream? <laughs> I kind of do. Do it. My my uh, my staff here is going to be crazy. Okay. And I'm introducing your podcast. Uh, do whatever you want. Okay, that's the best I got. Did you forget your name? <laughs> I, I was the next. <laughs> I was trying to be you. I don't know. I'm Father Brad Doyle. Well, it's just funny that like you said it's Taylor Schroll and and then you stopped like you didn't know who the guest was. Like you're the guest. That's true. I must have forgot myself. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be last. You know. I'm trying to be last. Yeah. There, there you go. You're very holy in this Lent. So. Uh, it's a strange intro for a strange podcast in a strange time. That's what we are doing today. It's a bonus episode of the podcast with Father Brad Doyle, who just yelled and freaked out his entire staff, which, uh, like, when I yell, I, I record at my house. Mm-hmm. No one's freaked out by this, because not only do I record the show once a week, but I just yell like this randomly around my house, sometimes uh, at people, sometimes just, you know. Regular. Absolutely. Your family's like, oh, dad's doing okay. He woke up on the right, right side yeah. of the bed. I'm finally quiet. And they're like, what's wrong? With you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some, something isn't going right. So, okay. So we like literally just had a conversation on Twitter an hour ago, and this is going out in like two hours. So that this will be the fastest produced Forte Catholic podcast of all time, uh, because it went from idea to sliding into your DMs, to recording, to published in about three hours. <laughs> I, I would have it nothing else but that, man. I, I, I love that. I love the ideas, keeping it fresh. You know, you got to keep the idea fresh, and it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> it's all around one thing. We, we'll get to that, but first I, I want to talk about how you and I met. So I we had followed each other on Twitter for a while, but at the SLS conference this winter, uh, because winter is a thing that exists outside of Texas and Louisiana, where, where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we were at the SLS conference. Both of us recorded our podcast there, and like what ha- what happened with all the podcasts is we all just kind of listened to everybody else's. Like most people were there for most of the shows, and I met you, and you were sitting in like chairs in a semicircle around the podcast. So I kind of felt like we were the disciples sitting at the feet of Jesus, except instead of Jesus, it was strange podcasters in a van. Did that <laughs> connect with you at all? No, yeah, <laughs> I, I felt a little bad at first for not going to any of the talks. But then I looked around and none of the podcasters were going to talk. So then I didn't feel bad anymore. We were just kind of just hanging out and spending it as a vacation. Um, led by Father Harrison Ayer. He, uh, he, he was there every time. Didn't go to a single thing. And so I didn't feel bad anymore. There you were. He had he looked like a like a nice little grandma most of the time, and he had like this these huge blankets over him. I think I think I remember you having a blanket over you at some point as well. I did. I did. It got cold in that in that conference hall. So I met you there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know you from Twitter." And like very quickly, you and I were like, "I was like, wait, you're a priest here, and you're there." I'm like. Father, like I, I grew up where you've been a not grew up, but like I grew up going to all my families from Baton Rouge, and like the the parishes that you've worked in and currently work in are right all around where I spent Christmases and Easter's and summer breaks and spring breaks. So it's weird that uh, that we have this strange connection. Yeah, I mean, we actually I don't know if you remember we played on the playground together. Um, 
we played basketball against each other. I actually, I stuffed you, and packed you, and you cried. And then I did, and then you the, repressed the, the next week. I broke your arm, and I I actually wanted to come on and apologize for that. Well, right I'm glad we're doing this now, um, and and it's all <laughs> coming back to me. The repre- it's I'm not suppressing it anymore, and and so I forgive you for that. Well, thank you. This that's uh, very Lenten of you, and I'm very proud. You're you're a great model uh, of Jesus as you are in His person. That's kind of how we met, and it was strange because I was like, "Wait, wait!" And I had to like look up the name of the parish because I, I went there for like every other Christmas, so I couldn't remember the name of the parish. And then I showed you, or like you were like, "Here's a picture," and I'm like, "That's it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's so strange. So, but the the reason we are talking today, this this whole virus thing is freaking everybody out. And uh, both this bonus episode and this week's episode later on this week are like, yes, we acknowledge that it is happening, but the whole point of this show is to make Catholicism fun again, to bring joy back into people's lives, and here we are in this very stressful time. So yes, we are acknowledging that it is happening, and we're going to talk about very dumb things in order to help everyone escape from the stress of all this. Not saying that things that you say are dumb, Father. That's my job. You get to be the light in the dark. Absolutely. And look, there's nothing that I love better. Better than uh, sitting around and thinking about ridiculous things, um, especially when I have time to. And right now, as everyone knows, there's some places public masses are closed down. We have the obligation lifted. My high school, I'm a chaplain at a high school, and that's closed down. So uh, I, I literally was just sitting down, just uh, scrolling through Twitter, and you said something about um, going to mass or saying mass in, in space. And I said, I volunteer. I volunteer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And it's funny because no other day would this work. You're a priest. We all know how busy priest lives are. I have like 18 jobs. So like, but everything has been canceled. That's the only way we were like, hey, what are you doing right now? Cool. Let's record a podcast. I feel like podcast all the podcasters are going to have way more content over the last, over the next couple of weeks. So, <laughs> For sure. Okay. So here's how this all started. Uh, because we have all this free time and I'm finally caught up with work stuff because I've had all this free time to stay at home and actually get work done because I get more work done at home than I do at work. These strange thoughts keep popping into my head and I've been able to think about the strange things like the normal things in my head and not work things where I have to be more serious. So here was one. I heard somebody say they weren't sure if they were going to be a priest or not. So it was on a podcast. Somebody was talking about their discernment story. It was, it was, um, I th- it was a, a priest who is currently a priest okay. who was talking about his discernment story. And he said priest or not, as in priest or not a priest. And I heard priest yeah. or not, like astronaut, you know? And so, so I tweeted this out. It's really dumb. I was like, I pictured an ordained man going to space. And as you said a moment ago, you're just like, I volunteer. I always wanted, uh, I always said, I, I just noticed your typo. I oh, want no. to be the first to stay mass in space. Um, I, I misread it just now, which is funny because I read it perfectly earlier so i always said i want to be the first to say mass in space so how long have you been thinking about this saying mass okay so this is the story about that i took a a pilgrimage to mexico to a a mountain called pico de orizaba it's like the third largest uh peak in the northern hemisphere and and a a bunch of college students also went with my cousin a couple uh, i've gone a couple times and i said mass like at very high elevations so at 14,000 feet, I set a mass at like 16,000 feet, which is like higher than anything in the United States. So like, I mean, and those, those are 14ers are like the top of the mountain. This was just on the side. Like we slept at 14,000 feet. And so I, I kept thinking about like, what is the most extreme places a guy has said mass? You know, like, like all these different, like how high, like what elevation is the record 
mass said, you know, I mean, I, it might be, I mean, it's not, it's not 16,000. It's gotta be a little higher than that. But like, I was thinking I, one day I want to go to Everest base camp, 18,000 feet and say mass, you know, my friends are, are thinking about uh, going to Nepal and trying to do that one day. And so all these things. And then I, th- I, th- I think, and then I thought to myself, one day someone, some priest is going to go into space and say mass. And I want to volunteer for that thing. <laughs> So that's how it came up in my head. It's one of two things and maybe a combination of both. Is it because, is it exciting for you because it's uncharted territory and it's something that nobody's ever done before? Or so that you can say, I was the first. How cool is that? Which is it or both? Uh, um, well, I would be lying if I said it wasn't uh, the, the, the <laughs> latter a little bit. Um, I think it's just one of those things like, hey, if we get to another planet, we're going to have to... Sin. I mean, when we found out there was a, in the Western world, a new world, right? Like all the explorers and the missionaries and the Franciscans, and they were going to different places. They didn't know what they were going to find. And they, they brought priests with them and they said mass and they, you know, planted the flag and, and said the first mass in a lot of these places and brought the faith. And then, hey, if we go to Mars... We're going to have to bring a priest. We got to evangelize Mars. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I think so there's evangelization and some of it is pride, which is basically my life. That's like me, you know. And also the mission, yeah, the mission of Forza Catholic as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So here's, I think here's the difference though, right? Okay. Well, maybe it isn't a difference. We do it now. It's the same and it's different. When we when people came to the new world, we assumed that one there wasn't a new world, and that therefore there weren't people there because we didn't know the world ex- that the new world existed, right? Mm-hmm. But now, if we're going to Mars to evangelize, I don't think there's anybody there. <laughs> like we think we know that maybe it's like the new world, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know science, which is why we're not talking about the coronavirus. Exactly. But, <laughs> well, regardless of whether there's people or not people, but like Martians that need to be evangelized. I mean, that's a whole nother question about the, the, the personhood of aliens. We're not even going to get to that. We might do another podcast on that. But if there's colonies, right, if we're going there and setting stuff up at some point, they're has to be a, a pastoral need, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think I just made a strange connection because we were talking about the new world and you said Martians. Um, I think what's going to happen is there isn't going to be life on Mars, but we are going to find life somewhere and we're going to call them Martians even though they're not from Mars, just like we called the Indians Indians because we thought they were from India instead of Native Americans. So we're going to find people. I, I just never really connected the word Martians with Mars. Oh, really? But we're going to... Yeah, like we're going to find people from, you know, the the planet that isn't a planet anymore, Pluto, uh-huh. and they're going to be like native Plutonians, but we're going to like, look at that Martian. <laughs> we're going to be very <laughs> ignorant about it. We'll be like, all them Martians out there. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so we, we've got we've got the reality. It's mostly because, I mean, yeah, wherever there are people, there is the church. And and where the church is, we need priests, mm-hmm. right? So so we need to we need to be saying mass in, in space, but there's a lot of things like just practical things that uh, that we need to talk about because I mean who knows if this virus continues we might all need to move to space so we need to think very practically that's that's how I am it's like okay everybody else can think the big thoughts I'm just like well, how do we how are we going to do this and like my my second thought was like look you're never going to like spill anything because like if you like tilt a cup over it's just going to like float out to the side you can like grab it with the rest of the cup and you'll be fine what are the practical things that you've thought about about how how will mass look different in space than it does here. Great question. Very serious question. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I, I think you. So let's start with the first one, which you just brought up. Okay, so the vessels. Uh, what does what does space vessels look like? It can't be a normal cup, as we all know. We've seen the movies. We've seen Apollo thirteen. Okay, we've seen we've seen all these movies. Liquid kind of creates this little blob, right? And so you would you wouldn't it wouldn't stay in the chalice. So we have to have like. And look, this has precedence, okay? The Eastern Orthodox and Eastern, even Byzantine, how do they receive the precious blood? Through a dip. Well, they do intinction, some of them, but some of them actually receive through a metal straw, like a precious metal straw. Did you oh, know really? this? Yes. I didn't know and they that. And they stick the metal straw into the chalice, you receive, and then you stick it into a water, a chalice with water, then you purify the straw. And so... That could be applied to space. You know, you have like a like a precious metal orb with a little straw coming out of it, and it contains all of it. You just consecrate the wine in the orb, so it doesn't fly everywhere. Isn't that good? It is. It is. But I have I have a follow up question. Okay. Does everyone have their own individual straw, or are we all sharing a straw? Because that could be very problematic. In these no, days. what we're doing is uh, we're actually going straight tratty, and you're only receiving under one species. So only the priest celebrant receives uh, the the precious blood. Because you're special. Because <laughs> you went to school. And then the and then the the deaconot, uh, also receives. Oh, nice. So uh, good. We'll only keep the virus spreading amongst the clergy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Revenge of the uh, of the laity here. We've got a couple of practical things. Now I'm starting to think. You're like, okay, first mass in space. I'm like, first mass set upside down uh, because we could do well, that. What too. is upside down? We're in space. <laughs> that that and this brings me to my second point. I was thinking about this earlier. What is ad orientum? You know, you know, like the whole the whole idea. <laughs> Of ad orientum, saying mass ad orientum, like facing the rising sun, facing the east, east, west, north, south. It doesn't make a difference in space. And so literally, I think if we could fire off the blasters, you know how you can like fire out like and like keep it directed towards the sun. That would be uh, that would be ad orientum (laughs) as a a, a space mass. You're just looking, you know, you're towards the sun. We we either just solved the Tradies problem or created a whole new one. I'm not sure which. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, just, I thought it was interesting. What about this? I'm thinking vestments, okay? In space, like these fabrics would just fly up. It would be like kind of like your hands. You know hands when you don't know what to do with them and they just kind of go, what am I doing with my yeah, hands? Yeah, that's that's from one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. I don't know what to do with exactly. my hands during the interview. And so, <laughs> and so like you have to have weighted or, or some kind of magnetic vestment that keeps the chasuble down at your side that's helpful yes Mm -hmm. i don't know what you think any other uh thoughts concerns on the vestments thing here's a a thing that i don't know maybe you do so like military chaplain priests okay do they do they ever say mass in like military gear and not like our like the regular priest catholic vestments are you uh, do you know well, so i uh, say if we look at pictures from um like maybe father capown who's who's causes up for canonization um he he had vestments on i know that some uh priests have like their green vestments are more like military green color instead of like a bright green or an olive green it's like almost kind of camo color vestments but they usually still use the vestments um performing sacraments unless it's like in battle, last rites, you're not going to throw on an alb, right? You're going, you're running up and you, maybe you have a, a stole real quick you throw on. But usually when you're saying mass, you're not in like a battlefield. So the military, I think, usually has vestments, even if they're a little so, specified. 
So here's here's what I want. Okay. Because there, there, you essentially gave me three avenues. There's the like all vestments. There's the like we're in battle, so we're you're in your 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 military outfit, and that's that's not what you're supposed to say. But th- there's also this middle ground, right? Where it's like okay, sometimes there is like this combination between the vestments and the military things. Here's what I think you should wear for the vestments. Okay. I think we should we should find someone. To combine the new Space Force gear with like priestly albs and, and vestments, to where you are like half Space Force, half priest, uh, just like we had, like a priest or not. Like that's the whole point of this whole thing. So like somehow I want I want there to be a new thing that we create, and it's vestments that are half the Space Force gear that look absolutely ridiculous. You look like a person from Tron with like traditional Catholic vestments. I think it would be amazing. Like fiddleback Space Force. <laughs> you know what fiddleback? Your fiddleback is like the like the one that's just on the front and just on the back. You know, it's I don't. I laughed uh, to make you feel good about yourself, but I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> it's about. It's the best. It's the vestments without the sleeves. Like it's just on the front and just on the back. Like oh, the bib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case so, in case you don't spill things on you while you're eating spaghetti at the spaghetti dinner. Oh, that's what you think about fiddlebacks. I see. <laughs> I've never I've never heard of them. Okay. I, I don't even think I've ever seen. Oh one. wait, okay. I'll send a, I'll send you a picture later. I just have children, and I just thought of a bib because that's what we put to on. To be our honest, kids. it kind of looks like it's, it's bigger than that, but but it's like oh, it's it's kind of more associated with the extraordinary form. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is all just speculative and, and being silly. But um, I could, I'm just imagining the the front of the magazine. We get as priests, we get magazines of like vestments, magazines like Toomey and Almy and all these companies trying to sell us stuff, and we always know that these people they never get priests to model these things you know like the <laughs> models on a on a vestment magazine are never priests because they never know how to put their hands right the guys like got a cheesy smile I'm like this is not real exactly and so uh I, i'm just imagining them trying to trying to uh, come up with that and put it on the front of the the almy magazine and me getting it oh, i have a question though okay, okay. so which is worse these priest magazine investment companies having fake priests or inviting priests to be a model which is worse <laughs> i just i just wish it would be fun it'd be fun if we just had the regular joe schmoes like not not attractive just regular like your pastor a little overweight you know just out there it, <laughs> it, it would show us how they would fit better you know so essentially what you're saying is I should be a model for these things. A little overweight, white, large. <laughs> that, that, hey, go ahead. If you can make, however you make your money, whatever your side hustle is, uh, Taylor, I, I, I'm not going to knock you that. If you want a side hustle as a, as a priest model, um, you could do it. <laughs> That'd be so funny. I might just, I might just add that to, you know, everybody. Some people complain about slashers. For people like me, I work in ministry, so I can't make enough money in one set, so I have to slash. I have to do all yeah, things. Yeah. I might just put priest model at the end of it, and it'll be a joke. Only you, me, and the people that listen to this get. Everybody else will be like, "What is he?" And no one else about? reads to the end, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Here's 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 another uh, thing that we need to talk about, like logistic wise. You have to get delegation. So like if I'm going to go do a wedding or any kind of ministry in another diocese, so I'm, I'm incarnated into the diocese of Baton Rouge. If I go to New Orleans, which is literally a couple parishes over and I do a wedding there, I have to send a letter of good standing to the bishop of that diocese to even have the faculties to do a 
listed mass, right? So I mean, it'll be it'll be valid, but in order for it to to be legit with the law and canon law and all that, it has to be delegated. So you have to give me permission. Who who do I send the letter to? Like who do I send so a letter of good I, standing in space? Me, I'll take it. But also, <laughs> You're the bishop, uh, uh, you just made yourself <laughs> the bishop of space. Uh, um, no, I think it's. Uh, I, I've heard this for forever, and I'm not sure if it's 100 percent true. But Orlando, since that's where they send up the spaceships from, like because he everybody's being sent from there. Apparently, the Bishop of Orlando is still in control of that. So, would you send it to him? And if you did, how do you think he would receive it? <laughs> <laughs> he opens up a letter. I mean, bishops receive all kinds of crazy crap. He opens up this letter. I, I think he just quits the day. I think he's just like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't know. No, but actually you nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. It's Orlando because it, it goes from canon law too. Like wherever in wherever uh, an expedition leaves from, that diocese that from where it left has uh, pastoral care over wherever they land if it's not already under someone's pastoral care. So this this goes, Bishop Borders was the Bishop of Orlando, went to his odd limina visit, which is like all the bishops go to the Pope every four years. He shows up to Pope Paul VI and says, Holy Father, um, I'm the Bishop of the Moon. <laughs> and he was like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, well, according to this canon law, uh, you know, the, the space shuttle left from uh, my diocese, so... I'm the Bishop of the Moon. And I don't know what he said, like if he was just like, <laughs> okay, brother, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but technically, uh, Orlando is has jurisdiction over space. Here's what I pictured his reaction as. It's like, sure, my son, you can have you can be the bishop of the moon, but I am still your Pope! Pope <laughs> of the Moon! <laughs> pope of the universe, Vicar of Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he probably was like, yes, but I still get all of the Peter's Pence uh, donations from the moon sent to me, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we exactly. got a church to run. Exactly. Uh, which, I mean, I, I'm sure astronauts make good money. I wonder. Now I'm wondering, I wonder, like, how many, if there have been any, like, Catholic astronauts that went to the moon, and, like, there, like, there is the dispensation. Like, if you're traveling and can't make it to Mass, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I just never thought about it being applied to someone who's on a space station for three well, months. I, you know, like, you don't have to go to Mass for three months. You're good. If there was ever an application, this would be it, right? Like, some people try to fudge that. They're like, yeah, I'm driving through. You're driving through, like, three dioceses with, like, 70 parishes each. They got You got masstimes.org. You know what this says for space on masstimes.org? Nothing. They ain't, they Nothing. ain't one mass until I go there and do it. So I'll, I'll put my masstimes.org mass time. Wait. Okay. Masstimes.org. Love them. They're trying to do great things. I've never gotten to a mass at the right time because of oh, masstimes.org. Really? It's, not, it's not updated. But here's the thing. I think even if you went and got mass times on masstimes.org and even if they were correct... What time zone is space in? Because I still think people would be late. <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you need to know what time zone. So, like, I mean, what day is it? What day is it? You're constantly yeah. going. I mean, what feast day do I do? <laughs> it gets real confusing because it's like, is this the vigil mass for tomorrow, or is today today? Is today tomorrow? I mean, you I'm gotta say sure. a quick mass because you might fly into orbit past the dateline, and you're in another day, and then you're just all messed up, you know. You miss your Sunday I obligation think, I think because you just, had mass on Monday. Greenwich, Greenwich Mean Time is that what it's called? It's like the Greenwich Line. 
It's like the oh yeah yeah. I yeah. think I think we should go there, um, or we just do the Vatican. So like whatever uh, time zone the Vatican is in, just because you know home church. There you go. I like it. I I think we've solved all the world's problems today. What do you think? Well, I think we at least solve space's problems, um, which is. It just needs the grace. It needs grace. It needs the mass, just like we all do. Um, Space grace. Wow, that's a new a new theological term. That's great. <laughs> that that yeah, that you put you implanted into my brain. It was incepted into me by you, Father. Thank you for bringing it to fruition. <laughs> okay, is there anything else that we need to solve today for space? You know why there's less problems in space, Father Brad? Um, there is no why. Uh, less people. Oh, uh, people cause problems. There are many less people. I, I was gonna say that, but I wanted to be positive. I'm trying to be positive <laughs> in this time. You know, people are like at home. They, they're 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 social distancing. I was trying, like trying to be positive. You know. So here's you can be positive. My rule is I'm just avoiding all the things that are crappy in life, but I can still make fun of people because that's kind of my shtick. Well, if it's so. if it's your pastime, do what you do. You know, I I said I saw this I saw this tweet and it was a guy and he said, you know, they they suggest they whoever they is they suggest that you follow your daily routine even if you're working from home. And he was standing in his bathroom holding on to a shower uh, thing <laughs> as if like looking like he's commuting and he's like holding his iPhone. He's got his AirPods in and he's just like, <laughs> and so that's you, that's you. You know, if you're going to be somewhat comically cynical, um, then you need to keep doing that lest you uh, throw off the order of your household. What I'm going to do right after we finish recording is I'm going to I'm not going to tell my family that I'm done recording. I'm going to wait until they hear me stop talking I'm, and all I, they're going to find me in our bathroom just holding holding the commuting thing. I don't even use a subway. I'm just going to do it because of because you said so because <laughs> you said that I need to do it. And uh, we'll see who thinks I'm crazier, my kids or my wife. I think my kids would try to join me. Like they would go get chairs and try to stand to where they could grab it. You, you're raising good kids. You're raising good kids. You're a good dad. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, you're a good dad, too. You just have many more children. Mm, true that. True that. Well, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Yeah, no, this was this was great. I hope I hope uh, you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I hope the people listening enjoyed it. Obviously, uh, people need to go find you uh, on Twitter. You are fr underscore quizzical. If you are able to spell that, you deserve to to see the material. If not, you can't follow. That's it. it. That's right. That's it's it's like an entrance test to to being my friend. Exactly. And also, if you can spell that word, you can listen to his podcast, The Quizzical Papist. Um, and we just learned today that the Pope is the Pope of all of space, and he is the, the light bearer of all of space grace. That is the name that I have <laughs> bestowed upon him. The and uh, yeah, so. so <laughs> yeah, come, come check out The Quizzical Papist. It's, it's a Catholic bar trivia. So it's like. Um, it's like you go to bar trivia with your friends and sit down, drink a drink a beer, and play bar trivia. Except it's over a podcast and it's Catholic e ish questions. Um, and I'm just trying to kind of like you, uh, Taylor. It's it's trying to be more fun, less talking heads, less like pontificating about stuff. I, I love those. I listen to those podcasts, uh, namely clerical speaking, <laughs> clerically speaking. But um, I love that you said it wrong. I'm not going to edit Clerical speaking. <laughs> Look, you know why? You know why? I, I want to, I wish I did that on purpose, but they never get my podcast name right. They're always like the Pope 
quiz show. <laughs> the Pope quizzes you today. Yeah. It's just Pope Francis quizzing yeah, people. Exactly. So they never get it right. So clerically speaking, anyway. So yeah, come check us out anywhere podcasts are found. Well, good. Hey, thanks a lot, man. It was great meeting you a couple months ago. The next time I'm in Baton Rouge, I'll stop by and uh, and and uh, attend one of your masses, and then we'll. Uh, you know, I, the last thing I want to say, okay. I do want to say one thing. I'm a Houston boy. I grew up in Houston, even though my blood's all from Baton Rouge and, and New yep, Orleans. Yep. I'm 100% Cajun blood rolling through here. I'm mad that that Houston isn't the diocese because Houston spends sends people to space too. Why did we get the screws there? Well, because uh, Houston is where we communicated with. Uh, but the, the ship left from uh, Orlando, so Houston's gotcha. Houston's just you know, Houston's just running the show. But the ship left from Orlando, which which is just such a cop out. It's like you left from there, but if you have a problem, who are you gonna call? Not Ghostbusters, Houston. Gonna, he, he, Houston, <laughs> we have a problem. It's not Orlando, we have a problem. That's true. We ain't we ain't we ain't letting Mickey solve our problems, man. We gotta sure. Mickey's closed. Gotta, look, <laughs> but the Astros will figure it out. They'll find some way to hack the system to get us home. <laughs> well, I don't know if you did, like literally uh, this just happened. Like, uh, of course, because we're you know we we already told the story of how this is happening. Uh, like right before we started recording, the Houston Texans just traded away the best player we've ever had in in our history. And I one of my friends tweeted out, and I think I just retweeted it. He was like. Uh, everybody thinks that Houston should be punished for the Astros. Well, Bill O'Brien, the Texans coach, just did it and traded away our best player ever for nothing great in return. What, Deshaun? So Houston is being punished. Who is it? Deshaun? Uh, no, DeAndre Hopkins oh. just got traded to the Cardinals for a, a running back who is older than me and a couple of draft picks that will never get players as good as the guy we just traded. That's mm, rough, man. That's rough. But y'all still so, have yeah. Deshaun Watson, right? Is that what? Deshaun? We do, okay. just no one to throw. It, exactly. <laughs> he can run. I saw him in person. Anyway. But he can't hide. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, Father Brad Doyle, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll have to do this again uh, because, you know, we tackled all the serious problems and everyone in the world needs needs conversations like this. Muy importante. I don't know what that means. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>